to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hey, hey, On the Block is hot. We're here once again. We're going to tap in on the 525. Well, we're past that. We got to talk. Bach, you talk too much. Yeah, God we've been dang. talking a little bit. Yeah, it got good to me. It tastes real. Mmm, tasty. <laughs> that conversation about Nebraska, the, the, the pipeline, the pork, the insides of the Nebraska heart. But we're going to tap in and move over and, you know, start talking about what the ACC got going on. ACC's doing a little something, Bach. They're, they're, they mixed it up a little bit. They threw me yeah. off. There's no more, you know, College divisions. changing every day, it feels like. No more divisions, it looks like. There's been a major change that hit the Atlantic Coast Conference in the scheduling of their football games. The league has announced on Tuesday that they're starting in 2023. They're already adopting the method, and they will adopt a 3-5-5 scheduling model in football. And under the new model, each team will play three primary opponents annually, and they will face the other 10 in the league twice during the four-year cycle at home and once again on the road. Under the new format, the Atlantic Coastal Conference and the divisions will be exited out, and the 14 teams will compete in the same division. The two teams with the best conference winning, listen to that, the two teams with the best conference winning position uh, percentages will face off in the ACC championship game. So an example of what that would look like, Bach, is that, say for instance, you're a Oh, you're a Florida State fan, right? And, uh, you know, you're going to face, in 2023, you're going to face Miami, Syracuse, Duke, Virginia Tech, and then you will play at Clemson, Boston College, Pitt, and Wake Forest, okay? So going into the next year, in 2024, FSU will then host Clemson, BC, North Carolina, and NC State. And they will play at Miami, Syracuse, Georgia Tech, and Virginia. Okay? Yeah. There's, some common, there's some commonality still uh, connected to that. Obviously, Clemson. Obviously, Miami. And then uh, the other team that was connected to that uh, Syracuse. is Syracuse. Yeah. So that's their pod. All right? 2025, FSU then hosts Pitt and Wake Forest, along with Miami again, and Syracuse. And they'll play at Duke, Louisville, Virginia Tech, and Clemson. And the last, 2026, FSU will face Georgia Tech at home, Louisville, Virginia, and Clemson at home. And then they will play UNC, North Carolina State, Syracuse, and Miami on the road. So that kind of gives you an example of what that would be. Here's my issue, Bach. When you think about this part of the switch of the 355, is there a possibility that it messes up the rivalries? Does it throw a wrench in the rivalries? Yeah, it, it does. It, it it does a little bit of of, of two things there. It kind of like like it narrows the scope on the on the rivalries that you do have, right? When you do you're going to play three teams year in year out, those are undoubtedly your rivalries because you're not doing that with everybody else. Um, but it's also going to break up rivalries that 
that have been there for a long time, including North Carolina State and Wake Forest. They've played every year since 1910, uh, and under this new format, they're not permanent rivals, so they're not going to see each other in two out of those four years. Again, on so if you're not if you're not part of uh, the rivals, the three rivals that you play every year, again the the systems it, it makes sense, but it's kind of hard to explain over the radio. Is that you'll play so they'll play Wake Forest, uh, North Carolina State would every other a year. part of the five five, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, you play five teams one year, then five teams the next. So I think it's kind of cool in that it will give you a little bit more of a. Uh, of a change in the schedule that you'll play year in and year out. You're just going to see those three same opponents again, but you just kind of think of in a 12-game schedule, we're so used to divisions. We're so used to playing, you know, at, at this point in, in, in divisions, uh, you know, six teams for Nebraska in the Big Ten West playing six teams every year. You just know that's going to be on your schedule. When you narrow that down to three, you're going to have less kind of, you know, familiarity, and that's going to change for the coaches um, with the opponents that you play outside of that. And and again, I think it narrows the scope on, on the rivalries that you do have. Um, the problem with it is that not everybody's going to be happy with the group they're in. Okay. So this is not, this is not necessarily the pod system because in the pod system, each team would have the same three other teams that they're playing. And the ACC, what they've done is not necessarily had the pod system, just have each team have three teams that they play. Um, <laughs> it can be kind of confusing, but I hope you, you get what I'm saying. So like Boston College, they have Miami, Pitt, and Syracuse. Miami has Boston College, Florida State, and Louisville. So it's not a pod of Boston College, Miami, Pitt, and Syracuse. They're not all playing each other. They just each have three different rivals. Um, The Pac-12 probably will go to this. They've eliminated divisions for 2023. Um, The SEC is kind of thinking about it. The Big Ten's actually kind of just sitting back and saying, yeah, we thought about it, but nothing major has come out about it. It looks like this upcoming year will be the last year uh, at least for now, of divisions, which will make me kind of sad. I, I kind of like the the way that it is, and uh, like many of us, don't like change. But change is coming. It's on the way, and there are some positives to it. Um, but I, you just kind of wonder if it does get to the Big Ten, if you're Nebraska, you've got your choice. You you know you want Wisconsin and Iowa. In Minnesota, well, what if what if instead they come out and say, well, there's been some other teams that wanted these teams. Instead, you get uh, Northwestern, Michigan State, and Iowa. Well, then you don't get everything you want. So, I mean, that that's what a lot of these fan bases were kind of dealing with today. Is like I, that's not the three teams I would choose. Or another part of it is like you're looking at one uh, one school like Georgia Tech. They've got Clemson, Louisville, and Wake Forest. Who that's a pretty good you know that's a pretty good group of teams you have to play year in and year out. Um, and like, like Pitt has Boston college, Syracuse and Virginia tech. I'd want to be in that pod. <laughs> a little bit easier. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so it's not necessary. The, the, the idea is to get it to be more fair and to have, you know, you play everybody in your college career to at least play everybody twice. But it, you know, it, it's, it's hard to predict how good these teams are going to be. So some of these guys with their permanent rivalries are just going to get a, a heck of a, an advantage. Like we currently see, I mean, the system's not perfect. Now the crossovers, we always talk about, Oh, who's got the tough draw on the crossovers and stuff like that. But um, that will continue. There's no perfect system. They're just looking for a better system. Yeah. I, I really am interested for what our listeners would have to say. Who, who would you actually want in, in a pod or a three five five, who would you like to see, or where would you like to go every year and be challenged, or you know, take the you know softest cotton nail 
approach. Which which one do you want? Do you you know would you would you much rather go with the Northwestern Indiana and Illinois row? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. is that what you want, or do you want to you know hey do you want to go up to the big house or do you want to yeah. you know uh, face Penn State and then maybe Iowa? You know what I'm saying? How do you want it? Like like Tupac said, how do you want it? <laughs> How does it feel? What we want to know from you at 402-464-5685. We want to hear what you think about that. How would you like to see it? Like, if you had your best choice, I know you just said kind of. Yeah. Is that your best choice? Uh, I think that's the most likely scenario. If it was me, I'd like um, – <laughs> the problem is, again, I know it's not going to happen. Like, I'd like to play Michigan year in and year out. But if they do a three-five-five, Michigan has to play Michigan State and Facts. Ohio State. Facts. And then you can't give them another brand name. You got to give them. Yeah, give them like that's Indiana already, or yeah, something. That's or, already yeah. a tough draw for them. They're not going to probably give them Minnesota. They'll probably give them like an Indiana or an yeah. Illinois or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. Um, so if I, I mean, if I'm Nebraska, like ideally, I think you want to keep Iowa for sure. For sure. I think Wisconsin has a lot of people still like the the juice that's involved there. I think that the idea red, red. of that rivalry. Ooh has burned off a little bit because Nebraska hasn't yeah, been did anything in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to keep Minnesota in because of the five. I like, I like the $5 bits of broken chair trophy. Uh, and geographically that one makes a little bit of sense, somewhat closer yeah. to Nebraska. I mean, yeah. there's no great choice there, um, but I'd actually like Michigan state because Nebraska played, uh, you know, that's a program that's somewhat hit or miss, you know, whether it's going to be competitive or not, but um Nebraska Michigan State games were pretty good when they yeah, were members even of back the, in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even back in the day, they were always good, good games when we played yeah. them. Even when Saban was there, we we spanked that tail. But That's um, right. you know, so just let it let it be known, Saban. You don't want to see us. You don't want to see the Husker. F- let me be quiet because yeah, they <laughs> might blast us right now. Um, so Sutter Heyman text time. What are they talking about? Uh, Double O Steven says if we want national relevance, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Yeah, those would be those are pretty be good, uh, pretty good draws there. He I said think, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Ohio State, yeah. Ooh. He wants to take on Ohio State year in and year out. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> somebody else on the That's just because he wants to go to the shoe. Yeah, maybe somebody else likes that idea. They have Ohio State, Iowa. In Northwestern, they want to take a little bit of a break on on how difficult they, you know, that Wisconsin lineup is, is pretty high. Uh, Drizzlefish uh, says Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern. So there is a lot of feeling, I think, too, towards Northwestern. I think it's between Northwestern and Minnesota mostly that Nebraska, Iowa, and Wisconsin are those rivalries that you think will would be continued. Be preserved. And then yeah. the third one's kind of a pick between Northwestern and Minnesota. Um, uh, Krusty Dusty says, depends <laughs> on how the five other teams get split. If Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State are grouped in that five, that's way too tough. Yeah, that's another thing. Is ooh, that could you be come another. off your five with like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Or you just got five really difficult ones and then five not-so-difficult ones. So every other year is like a gauntlet and then a, right. an easy year. Yeah, I mean, they have to split those up evenly too. Um, it's quite a headache, I'm sure, for the people that are trying to do but this. But does it make the conference better? Like right now, I, I think the conference kind of beats up on itself and Ohio State just kind of emerges mostly, yeah. you know, other than last year with Michigan. But do you think do you think that kind of balances the conference out, being that you've got to, you know, you've got to win a nice high percentage. You can't just, you know, does that put you in just the top-tier bowl games or does do you miss because – Right now, there's just a lot of infighting, and they, yeah. you know, they end up coming up short. Well, I think it would help to break up the Big Ten East a little bit. I don't think any way you, you slide it, Ohio State's a grade above everybody else. I don't care how you decide the champion, and we'll most likely get in. Um, 
because I mean Ryan Day's only had one loss in the Big Ten play that that game in Michigan in Ann Arbor last season. But in any case, uh, I do think that it, it makes it a little bit. I, I but I hesitate to say it because. Like, yes, the Big Ten West isn't the Big Ten East. That's just kind of something that was – I've said it from the beginning before all the losses in the Big Ten championship game. This is a design flaw. This does not make sense. You don't have a competitive divisions. Uh, and it's played out that way. The Big Ten West since 2014 has not won a Big Ten championship game, and that's kind of the idea of breaking this up with the three five five. It's the two best teams. You don't have to pick – um, from one division or the other. Um, but I liked the Big Ten West identity, uh, which has developed, which is part of it's not winning the Big Ten championship game. But the other part of it is like, you know, slow prodding, win, win the low scoring games, powerful big boy football. Uh, and so breaking that up is going to make me a little bit sad. But I don't think many of those teams have much of a choice in the recruiting footprint and they're going to have to continue that model. Uh, you just won't see them as often. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, we got to take a break. Thanks for tapping in on that text line, giving us great information there. We're on the block, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. I am E. Strick, and that is my partner, Jake Bakovin. We'll be right back to finish up this last segment right after these messages. 